In today's episode, we're covering one of those topics that could totally make or break your business. If you're taking your online business seriously, you've probably already spent some money trying to grow your business. Or if you're just dabbling and you're thinking about starting a business, you might be nervous to put any money toward it at all when you haven't started making money yet. I get it. I've been there. So today I'm going to break down exactly what is worth investing your money on to propel your business over that plateau and hurdle you toward growth this year. And also what is not worth investing in, Uh, you know, those money pit money wasters. And I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you. I'm not going to tell you to buy everything. I'm a teacher too. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to live on a teacher's salary. I know what it's like to try to grow your business on the side. I am a total budget girl. I shop the clearance racks at Target and I don't spend money on things I don't need unless it comes to eating in which, you know, going out to eat, I spare no cost and I will buy the most expensive French fries on the menu, um, (laughs) whatever I have to do to get good food. But other than that, really, I am a budget person. So I am coming at it from that angle. But let's face it, because some business expenses really aren't worth the dollars. Some things we may have been avoiding paying for, on the other hand, actually are the ones that could be the reason our business sees massive success this year. So we want to make sure that we're really thinking through our investments. And I wanted to also do my research for this episode. I didn't want these answers to just come from me and my experience. So these five investments and also the money wasters were not just picked by me. I surveyed my Instagram audience and at least three Facebook groups, maybe more. So the answers here were compiled from the most frequent results. And actually, they were exactly the ones I would have picked anyway. I couldn't agree with them more. So we're going to dive into today's episode. How can we, as creative educators and entrepreneurs, find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by, and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced? Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. before we start, I have to tell you that if you're listening to this podcast the week it goes live, I'm so excited to tell you that Teacher Hustle University, the doors are open. We only open to the public a few times a year. So if you've been thinking about or um, getting serious with your business in 2020, It is the time. The time is now. If you've been kind of listening to this podcast and loving it, 
this would be the next step for you. Becoming a THU crew member means having all the marketing resources you need at your fingertips. You'll have a solid core training in marketing that I believe is one of the best. Obviously, it's my baby. Uh, You're going to have a pretty cool business coach, that's me, that you get to hang out with live twice a month. And you get a seriously incredible group of supportive crew members that will surround you and cheer you on. And I really, I can't talk enough about them. I couldn't have imagined how amazing the crew would be when I started this thing. And somehow we have gotten together like the greatest group of people on the planet. These teachers are hustling and they support one another and lift each other up. And I just, it's something that I could never have imagined would happen, but it did. And it's one of the best parts of Teacher Hustle University. So you can consider this whole program your business bestie. It's basically a one-stop shop when it comes to marketing. It's a place you can go with all of your questions and you'll have support to keep you accountable as your business grows. The results the THU crew has gotten so far have been amazing. They're doubling, tripling their monthly income in their business. They're getting things done. They're making connections with their niche audience. They're scaling their business to include multiple streams of income, which is an awesome next step. And the doors are closing this Friday. So you need to be sure to go over and join us today. You can do that at alyssamcdonald.com slash framework. And we will see you over there in the crew. We're so excited. And I apologize in advance for like the weird initiation phase where we bombard you with welcome posts. And we also might make you take a personality quiz or two. But no, just kidding. You, You know, you don't have to, but you kind of have to. No, it's fine. It's a lot of fun. So we'll see you over there. All right, as we jump into the episode, I want to know, should we should we start with the money wasters or the investments? Uh, I guess we'll start with the good stuff. So when it comes to worthwhile investments for growing your business, I really wanted to make sure that I surveyed my audience and those Facebook groups to see what they had spent money on and what they thought was really worth their money for their business. Now, these are teachers that have an online business of any sort, but there were a lot of TPT-specific people in there. So before I jump into the five that we've chosen, I did want to mention that there were some TPT specific investments, which I've kind of left out of our list because I know I have all different teachers with an online business here. But TPT specific, they mentioned things like fonts and clip art, flat pack, which allows you to flatten and secure your PDFs. They thought those were all worthwhile. They also suggested in investing in your image quality for your products. So getting, you know, good lighting, a camera, getting some photo editing apps, they thought that that was all worthwhile. And then my favorite answer was a Roomba, which like, of course, right? It totally saves you time. And I love my Roomba. And I get that that's an awesome business investment. Like that should be number one. I want to hire a cleaning lady. That's my next goal in life because that is my least favorite thing to do. But anyway, overall, the top five business investments that were worthwhile to others and that I wholeheartedly have also found worthwhile in my own business here they are. The first one is hiring a virtual assistant. And I know you're like, seriously, Alyssa, I I know I've been dreaming about hiring a virtual assistant, right? I know it would make my life easier. I know it would be stinking awesome to take some stuff off my plate, but how can I pay someone else to do something that I can, I'm perfectly capable of doing, right? How Am I really ready to pay someone else to do what I do? And 
And what do I even give them to do? What tasks should I give them? So I'm going to give you a quick rundown of virtual assistants, um, but I really do think this could be its own episode. So I've made a note to myself. If you guys are interested, let me know and I'll do another episode on hiring a virtual assistant. But it is 100% worth it to have a virtual assistant take some of those mundane tasks that take you a long time right off of your plate. And this is what all the teachers echoed when I asked this question. Uh, you, you're you not really going to understand the impact this can have on your business until you do it. And then you're like, oh, wow, I really, I don't have to think about my Pinterest account at all, but it's still running in the background. It's still driving traffic to my store. As business owners, we're trying desperately to balance creation and marketing. And we're trying to create our products and we're trying to create content for our audience and we're trying to do all the marketing tasks and schedule things and we're trying to learn and get our own education going and all the things. So what if you could just take one piece out of that puzzle? It would free up so much space, like brain space for so much more. And it would grow your business because you would spend that time in other places like creating products. But you have to make sure that you get this whole process right. And the, the biggest mistake is hiring a virtual assistant and giving them the task that you hate the most or giving them the task that you're just too scared to try to learn on your own. I'm a big believer that you need to learn those hard things. You can learn those hard things. And it's diving in and actually learning those hard things and like pushing through that that's going to give you that confidence to make decisions in your business like a true boss. So give your VA the tasks that take up the most time, but the ones that don't require your creativity, your creative brain. Not the tasks you hate the most, but the ones that take up the most of your time, but don't require that that creative that creative piece. So because you really are the creative one in your business, right? You can't hand that off to somebody else. You're the visionary, you have the ideas, but your VA can help you carry out your vision. So be sure to interview your VA, shop around for somebody who has experience in the area that you want to have them, you know, kind of take over and do for you. Make sure you jive with them. You could do, you could interview them. You could set up a little trial period so you're sure, you know, that you're on the same page and that it's going to work out. But I also want to offer up something that I haven't heard a lot of before, which is as much as you can hire someone on Fiverr or Upwork or whatever online, and that can be wonderful, don't put aside or be opposed to hiring someone locally. I, I've i always had online virtual assistants, which has been a wonderful experience, but I really needed to bring on a support member to my team, someone who could support the crew in you know what we're doing over in the membership and also just support anyone who's needs a question answered through email or things like that. I needed somebody to kind of be there to help answer some of those questions. I find that as I'm growing, the kind of questions are growing and the needs are growing. And I needed somebody that would share in those values with me to sort of help me um, answer, get those questions answered and get that support out to people. So 
I really thought a long time about that decision. I did not want to hire just anybody online to support the crew. I knew it needed to be just the right person. And I actually ended up bringing on my best friend in real life. Uh, Her name is Nicole, and she's going to be the head of Teacher Hustle University support. She lives by me. She's already started. She's absolutely killing it. She's awesome. And The important part to me was that I wanted to sit down with her so that I could go over exactly what I expected. And I wanted to discuss my goals face to face with her because to me, when you're hiring someone for community support, you need to have that face to face interaction. And I wanted someone I could trust to, you know, interact with my most valued people in a way that would reflect the values of my business. Now, you don't have to go that deep. If you're hiring like for Pinterest management, you know, but this is where that whole decision making piece comes in. The better you understand your business, your own goals, you know, what your audience needs, this decision is going to be better for you. There are no hard and fast rules. So I guess what I'm saying is don't think just because someone else did it one way that you need to do it another. Do what works for you and your business. And by the way, I'm not saying go hire your best friend either, because I know some of you are like, oh, Alyssa, this is not going to end well. This is going to go very wrong. But we've been friends for a really long time. I knew she would love this position. I knew she would rock this position. And remember that I owned a business with my sister, so I totally got this. Like, I know I know what this is like, but we, we are loving being able to chat about business and I'm loving having her. All right. The second most worthwhile invention, invention. Guys, I'm not even going to fix that. The second most worthwhile investment is in a coach or training. And this one came up so many times over and over and over. And most people said that investing in a business coach, a course, a membership, group coaching, or a mastermind, they named a lot of different online trainings. And they said that was the best investment they've ever made hands down in their business. And I have to agree, absolutely 110% training in my business is what has moved me forward. And so there were all kinds of suggestions for types of courses and different things you could do for online training. You know, the TPT sellers talked about how valuable a TPT beginner course was. So you can learn all of the stuff, the little nuances that goes go into having an actual TPT store. Or, you know, you can take a training in anything. You can take a training in marketing or one aspect of marketing like Pinterest or Instagram or email marketing, whatever you're struggling with. There are so many wonderful training opportunities opportunities out there. I have gone through countless programs and trainings to get to the spot I'm in now, starting way back when I was working with local businesses and I was doing, you know, networking and taking courses with some local marketing experts and to now where I'm taking my trainings with big online marketing gurus. But each investment I've made in my own learning, my own business development uh, has made my stomach jump. And I'm not going to lie, every single time I go to hit that pay button, on one of these things, I'm like, okay, what's behind these doors? What is this really going to be like? Is this really going to move my business forward? Is this really what I need right now? But each and every time, it absolutely was. And clicking that button and making that investment was exactly what I needed to transform my business. The transformation was actually in my commitment to my business through a monetary investment, if that makes sense. So like when I actually clicked the button and paid for the big thing, it wasn't that I like 
needed to go through every step of the thing to grow from it. I grew simply by making that investment in my education and in my business and saying, like, you know, putting my foot down and saying, all right, this is my business and I am going to give myself the tools I need to rock this thing and I'm going to invest in order to do that. And they, these online trainings have allowed me to grow my business and propel that growth in a way I never could have imagined. And so, yes, I've purchased multiple trainings over the years. And I say trainings because it's like very broad, all the different sorts of professional development I've gone through between, you know, between courses and memberships and coaches. Um, There's no one comprehensive training out there to cover every single thing you're going to need for your business. You know, of course, I want to say Teacher Hustle University is is totally comprehensive and it's going to cover everything you need, but it it speaks to one major aspect of your business, which is building a solid foundation in marketing. So it's meant for those teacher business owners who really need that clarity around decision making for marketing. But you may eventually need to take other trainings to level up your business or whatever else you need. Each training offers a new and unique perspective on the different aspects of your business. And every coach you take these trainings with is going to offer another unique perspective, just like college when you took a bunch of different courses, you learned something different from each training you went through. My word of caution, though, would be to really think about your own business goals before you make that purchase. So which program matches your learning style the best? Which coach fits you the best? Which trainings do you need to focus on this year to grow your business? Because you can't take them all, right? You don't have enough time. Trust me, I'm a total business development nerd. I want to take all the courses and I want to join all the memberships, but I have to decide what is my main focus going to be on this year and go from there. And now, because I did that, I have a totally comprehensive education under my belt because I was able to peel back the layers and really decide which training was right for me at the right time and then layer them on top of one another. So I typically like to enroll in two big training programs per year, like two major focus points. And then I always have my two memberships going. I will be in those for life. I am not going to be leaving those anytime soon because they each speak to, I have the two memberships, right? And they each speak to a different aspect of my business that I'm always working on. And so I chose those memberships because they grow along with my business. It's something that will always be growing as I grow. And So the coaches that run those are constantly adding to the trainings. And so it's always there for me. With courses and things like that, I go through the videos and then I'm done and I kind of put it on my my digital learning bookshelf and I can go back to it when I need to. But with the memberships, it's more like topics that are going to be constantly updated and the coaches are in there updating the trainings and I have live meetings with the business coaches of each of those memberships a few times a month. And then the groups that are in the memberships, I lean on them for support and collaboration and questions and they each serve those different purposes for my business that are ongoing. But the important part about course versus membership or business coach or which one do I choose? The important part is that you understand the place that each purchase has in your overall business strategy. I didn't like randomly pick courses and randomly pick memberships. I I continue to invest in my business based on what I need to grow at that time. 
And so remember that as online businesses, we don't have the overhead costs. And I'll talk a little bit about this later, but we don't have those overhead costs that local businesses have, right? Our costs are, you know, software and apps and trainings to make sure that we know what we're doing in our online business and that we don't feel totally lost. Now you can watch YouTube videos. You can listen to podcasts. You can DIY these trainings. You don't need to invest in them necessarily. The information is out there. But like I said before, the really important part is that when you make that investment, you're really making a promise to yourself to carry out that learning. You're really saying like, okay, I'm going to put my money behind this because I know it's going to move my business forward. And when I do that, I am accountable to make that commitment to learn this thing and do this hard thing and tackle this hard thing because I've invested in it. So most times it is much more effective to invest in your education, to have that roadmap and that support along your side as you tackle these things, but also to make that commitment to yourself that you're going to follow through. And that's why online education is so important for your business. All right. Number three of the top five investments for your business is a computer. This is like my favorite one because it's so self-explanatory. So true, right? I had to put it in here because it was one of the top answers and it's so true. Investing in a good computer when you have an online business, that is your hub. Like that is the place where you're doing all of your stuff. It's just plain smart. So don't think twice about investing in a computer. The fourth major investment for your business that everyone mentioned is a website. And then along with that, a good set of stock photos that reflects your brand and kind of the vision you want to put out there for your brand. So I love that answer because I constantly get this question. Do I need to have a website for my online business? Do I need to have a blog? What if I sell on TPT? Isn't that kind isn't TPT then my website? Do I really need to do all of this stuff? And you know, if you really want to grow your business, if you're serious, like if you're stop, you want to stop playing it small and you're ready for this, you know, I'm going to say this, you need to take marketing seriously. And I I think you know that because you're listening to a marketing podcast for teachers. So I don't think I have to harp on you about this. But the thing is, and you've heard me say this before, if you don't have a hub, which is like a place where your ideal customer can go to find out more about what you do and your offerings and you, what you're an expert in, whether you're a TPT seller or an Etsy seller, or you have a service-based business or online education, whatever, you need your place on the WWW. Like you need your spot and you need to know how to give your audience a clear direction once they've landed there, what's next for them and what can you offer for them. So if you're still just listing products on Teachers Pay Teachers or Etsy and you're like hoping that they sell and you're saying, well, that is my website, that is my business, you know, it, it can still make you money. We've talked about this. You can definitely make money just by doing that, but you are missing out on huge opportunities for sales and for growth and for connection and impact. And in 2020, you have to be doing more if you want to build your business up. It's just to be frank with you, you have to. So step one is a website. And you know, you're going to say, do, you, do I need to blog? Like I, my heart is not in blogging. And that's a total podcast for another day. But just like the quick rundown is, yes, I believe you should have some place online where you're creating long form content. Um, it's a key to marketing your business. But I don't, I'm not saying it has to be in blog format. If you if you come to my workshop uh, this Sunday, I'm going to talk more about that. So you'll you'll find out more. I should do an, up, another podcast episode just on that. This whole thing is turning into a whole bunch of different episodes. All right. The fifth most important investment for your business, the last one, is software and apps. So you know things like Adobe Pro and Canva Pro and Tailwind and scheduling apps, Planoly, Plan, whatever you're going to get. 
another great investment. If you can find a piece of software or an app that saves you time or it makes things more convenient, you're going to free up that mental space and you're going to have time to create more in your business, to create content, to create products, to be that visionary, right? That's the ultimate goal. Just like with a virtual assistant, you're going to free up that space. The ultimate goal is to get this whole thing, your whole product creation and content creation and marketing on autopilot. That's the whole goal. Get it balanced, get it on autopilot so this business can be somewhat passive so that it can run in the background while you're enjoying the finer things in life, whatever that means for you. So just like with that virtual assistant, anytime you can invest in a time saver, you're actually investing in growing your business because you're you're hopefully going to replace the time you were spending on that task, whatever it was, scheduling your Um, Instagram posts or whatever. And you're going to take that time and you're going to spend it on creating in your business. You're just freeing up more time for creation. But for the love of, you know, all the French fries in the world, don't spend the extra hour that you were going to spend on that, like whatever time you saved with the software, then scrolling mindlessly on Instagram because that totally totally defeats the purpose. So take that time and spend it somewhere where you actually, you know, are creating value for your business. All right. Are you ready for it? Let's get into the money wasters because this is interesting. Funny enough, the money wasters are kind of a lot of the same answers as the top five investments in your business. Like the same things can also be money wasters. So I've got three of them I want to talk to you about. Sometimes what feels like it's an investment, we're putting money toward it. It's a quick answer to moving our business forward. It's supposed to do this thing. Is often the same purchase that leaves us scratching our heads, like, why did we buy that? And so let me explain. The The number one kind of investment that, or I guess money waster, that people kind of pointed toward or felt they had regret about buying were too many fonts and clip art. Now, I know that's TPT specific, and I also know that I just said that was a worthwhile investment. But let me explain why this is also a money waster. For TBT sellers, they there's no doubt that fonts and clip art will raise the level of quality of our products. And that's why they felt it was a worthwhile investment. Because anytime you up the level of the quality of the products you're selling, whether it's TPT or any business, you're going to see better results. And, you know, when I had a boutique with my sister, the shop that we owned, my sister, she's like the total budget person. You know, she didn't really want to spend any money in our business. But for me, when it came to the store and the products we had inside the store, I really wanted to spend money to get the higher quality products because I felt that would lift the level of everything we were doing in the store. So we had painted up um, old furniture. That was kind of the theme of our store. But we also had like local consigners that were putting their items in. And then we also had some kind of like vintage chic like purses and jewelry and things like that. So my sister and I kind of argued over this one, I have to admit. Don't worry. We still love each other. It was fine. But for a while, I remember that after we argued a bit about like she really wanted to keep things lean and I really wanted to invest, I remember that she was like, okay, you know what? You play buyer for a little while. Here's what we'll, you decide what we'll spend our money on and we'll see how it goes. So, you know, I sorted through wholesale catalogs. I met with salespeople and I bought a few quality lines of products that I thought really matched our brand. And lots of times those products were like our top sellers. And it actually brought in customers who then would shop from other items in our store and not just the one particular product. So there were times that this investment in higher quality products was totally worth it. We had, I remember in particular, we had this local chocolate bar 
the they're far enough away that people couldn't get these chocolate bars right in our area, but local enough that it was cool that it was local, right? So they had these awesome flavors like cranberry and sea salt chocolate bars. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm starving talking about it. They were so good. And every time I would work the store, I would I would go to the store to work right after teaching. And so, of course, I would like eat all the candy bars. Don't tell my sister. <laughs> anyway, people would come in just for those chocolate bars. That's how good they were. And then when they were there, they would look through and they would buy like home decor and jewelry or whatever. And it was so then it was totally worth the investment in those candy bars because it increased the quality of our store. But and here's the major but it was so easy to overspend these wholesale catalogs. These people come in and try to sell you their product line. And like, here I am with this big, you know, like the wallet for our store. And I'm like, yes to everything. You know, I also remember that there was a line of bags. You've probably heard of them. You pro- I, I still have some. You probably have them. It's called Scout. It's got the little dachshund on the front. They're amazing bags. They're so cool. They're like super durable, colorful, great, but they didn't match with our store. And so I bought into this line when I was playing buyer and it really didn't match. Like I, I, when we brought them into the store, I was like, okay, these really don't go. But I didn't tell my sister that. We already had a ton of amazing bags for sale that did match that vintage chic feeling that we were going for. And looking back, you know, we probably didn't need more bags. We needed to just really focus on the bags that we had to stay consistent in our message in the store and to stay consistent with our brand. That's the same thing that happens with fonts and clip art. All that long story to tell you that sometimes buying clip art and fonts can be a really great investment in our business, and other times we can get carried away. Sometimes we need those fonts and clip art to increase the quality of our products, but sometimes more is not better. It's tempting to buy all the things, and before you know it, you've spent all the money you made, right? But it can mess with your overall brand, it can be confusing to your audience better off to pick something that really reflects your brand and then stick with that. Okay, this next one, I'm like a little nervous to tell you guys, okay? Number two biggest money waster is a course that didn't live up to the hype. Those are the exact words that tons and tons of people sent me. And most of these messages came in my Insta stories where people didn't really want to say it publicly. It wasn't like so much in the Facebook groups where people were... um, commenting publicly. Privately, many people told me that they purchased a course that didn't live up to the hype. And so I really hesitated to put this one in here because though it was the top answer I got when I asked about money wasters, um, there were also tons of people thrilled with the decision they made. I just talked to you about how important education is around your business but still others were disappointed. And so I didn't want to bring this up here because I don't want to put any course creators down. Okay, I'm a course creator. I know what it's like. Creating a training is really, really, really hard work. Nobody is out there like trying to scam you. Okay, a course, creating a course or a membership or a training or being a business coach is not easy. It is not like you can just sit back and throw out a training and then slap a price on it. You are passionate. It becomes your baby. You spend hours and hours and hours putting this thing together. I live that life, okay? And ultimately, when I really thought about this answer, I knew that these people weren't disappointed because the course was bad. I know that it's not like the course was a scam. Oh my gosh, they just, you know, took all my money and they really gave me nothing. I know it's not that. I've taken enough online education to know that. I have taken trainings that have absolutely up-leveled my business and forever changed me as a business owner and as a person. I can't even, I can't express that to you until you take 
a course that changes your life, you're not going to get it. But there have been a few trainings that I was like, mm, I'm I, maybe wasn't the one for me. So I kind of understood where they were coming from. But when I was disappointed, it wasn't because the course was bad. Whenever I was disappointed, there were a hundred more people that loved that same training that I took. The disappointment didn't come from the training. And I know that the people who answered this weren't disappointed in the training. It comes from the fact that that particular training just isn't right for you or that particular training that I took just wasn't right for me. If you want to figure out if a course is right for you or a coach is right for you or a membership or a mentor or whatever, definitely go back and listen to episode seven. I have an episode devoted to this. It's called Choosing the Right Course, Coach, or Mentor. Basically, it comes down to a few key questions. First of all, do you like the style of the coach? I mean, you've got to listen to them for like a long time. So do they teach in a way that resonates with you? If not, their voice bugs you. They're not saying something you resonate with don't buy their course. Like that just only makes sense. The second big one is like, are you ready for this training? Or is this a training that you would benefit from down the road once you've tackled something else? What are you ready for this year? Um, Or maybe it's a training that you've already had. If you're just trying to like dot your I's and cross your T's, sometimes that is beneficial, but sometimes it's not what you need right now. So really ask yourself, what do I need to grow right now? And then third, is the style of the program right for you? I think a lot of times this is to blame because, you know, for example, if you're a self-study kind of person, like the kind of person that likes to go at your own pace and you're self-motivated, you might like a course because you typically go about the lessons at your own pace and you know you're motivated to do that. But if you need more ongoing support, you're kind of an accountability person, you need that kind of... um support and cheerleading, right? Like you might choose a program like group coaching or a membership where you're going to get that ongoing support and the updated training. Or maybe you're in a spot where you're like, you know what? Nothing's quite right for me. I need some one-on-one attention. And maybe paying for a business coach one-on-one is what you need right now. It totally depends on your business. And this is what I keep coming back to. The more confident you are in your own business and and there are no rules and there's nothing you have to do. Once you realize that and that this is your business, you can make these decisions. You can stop and say, wait a second, I need to make this decision. I need to do what's right for me and my business. But my, my advice is don't avoid the training just because you're afraid of the investment. That is the part that you don't want to avoid. Because chances are, if you choose the right investment for you, you are going to make that money back in no time. Your growth is going to be huge. But if it doesn't seem like a good fit, then don't buy in. Okay, the third biggest money waster is also one that we saw in the top five, software and apps. For the same reason, right? For the same reason I just named for the first two money wasters, Sometimes we can fall into the trap of thinking we need all the software. We buy five scheduling apps and three photo editors and a million more things, and suddenly it's like, oh, that's adding up. So my suggestion here would be to keep or make a list of all the software and app purchases you've made. And if you haven't used something in a while, don't just delete it or get rid of it, but go out and try it for that month. And if it's not helping you save time or grow your business, then get rid of it. If you have two apps that serve the same purpose, then choose one. We just have to learn to keep track of this stuff and not let it get out of hand. Remember that what works for you may not be what works for someone else. Someone else may say, you have to have this app, but you might not like it. And I hate to spoil it for you, but there is no magical piece of software that's going to solve all your problems. If you know of one, let me know. I need it. But if you've tried 10 different scheduling apps and you don't know what to write when you 
open up that scheduling app, you can buy 10 more. It's not the app. It's you. <laughs> like you have a misunderstanding. Sorry, that was harsh. You have a misunderstanding of like the, the core marketing principle behind the platform you're using. It's not, it's not the scheduling app. No piece of software is going to magically help that. So if you can't find time to use what you've bought, you might need to spend some time understanding the purpose of the software you purchased and deciding if it's right for your business. Remember, at the end of the day, we are business owners. We need to make choices just like the local business owners I used to coach in my local area. And when I worked with those businesses, they had overhead costs that were just accepted because if they wanted a brick and mortar store, they had to pay for the rent. They had to pay their employees, the products, their membership to the Chamber of Commerce, their paid advertising, whatever they needed to purchase. We're lucky enough, we don't have to pay any of those expenses with an online business. We have no, pretty much no overhead costs. But if we want to see success and we want to grow our business, we do need to invest in our business. It's often that investment, the click of that pay button that leads us to say like, okay, this is not just a side hustle. It's a promise to ourselves that this isn't just something that we do when we have time and that we drop when we don't have time. This is my business and I'm going to treat it that way. And when you treat your business like a business, that is when the growth happens. You will not believe the amount of business growth and personal growth that comes from stepping into that role of business owner. It means sometimes you have to make purchases that make the butterflies in your tummy swirl around, but it also means you're building something from the ground up that you can be proud of, something that's going to bring in an additional monthly income or multiple streams of extra income. So be wise about your investments. They will pay off. Of course, you know I have to end with reminding you that I think one of the best investments you can make for your business is working with me inside Teacher Hustle University. So one last plug, don't forget that the doors close this Friday and I hope you will continue your learning with me and I hope to see you inside and I will see you either way next week here on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Teacher Hustle podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get the latest episodes. If you have a question for me about marketing, mindset, momming, or even life in general, really anything along the lines of anything that I talk about, you can send me a voice recording over at alyssamcdonald.com slash askalyssa. That's A-L-I-S-S-A. No, I could never get those personalized pencils when I was in elementary school because I spelled my name with an I. Anyway, if you have a question and you send me a voice recording, who knows, your question might be featured on the next podcast. I can't wait to connect with you and I'll see you back here next week. Thank you.